1: Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us, and we have a wonderful returning guest with us, somebody who has been at our Bringing America Back to Life convention, and I would love to have him back again because he is always so well received, and the information he imparts to us all is invaluable. I am, of course, talking about Stephen Mosher. Stephen is the president of an amazing organization called the Population Research Institute. Stephen is also, he is the president there, as I said. He is, and I'm trying to pull up all the information about Stephen because, oh my gosh, he, he's got so much stuff going on. And I will get it right now. Here we go. So Stephen is internationally recognized authority on China and population issues, as well as an acclaimed author and a speaker. And those of you who are here in the Cleveland area or have visited us from around the country for our Bringing America Back to Life convention have listened to Stephen several times. He's been a guest at our convention. He worked tirelessly since 1979 to fight cohesive population control programs and has helped hundreds of thousands of of women and family worldwide over the years. Welcome to the program, Stephen.
0: Oh, it's good to be here with you again, Molly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I saw this very interesting article because, of course, I get your updates and, and your, your newsletter, etc. And please, people, if you would like, I, I really encourage everybody to sign up for the Population Research Institute's newsletter. It's it's org. And all you do is go there and you subscribe to their newsletter. And it is amazing. It's stuff that you want, won't get anywhere else. Stephen brings and, and his staff bring a very godly perspective into what's going on with regards to population research around the world. But Stephen, recently you wrote an article about the New Mexico Abortion Clinic that has actually, I had to actually read it two or three times to say, did I read that right? Did I read that? No, no, that couldn't have been what he said. But you, you report on how this New Mexico abortion clinic, which of course is right on the border of Texas, who's become very, very strict on abortion facilities there. And has really, you know, really done a good job of sh- shutting down a lot of abortion in Texas. But this particular, this abortion facility, Planned Parenthood abortion facility in New Mexico has actually set themselves a starting goal of how many babies they will kill in the first month. What? I mean, I, I couldn't... Re- I, tell us about this. This is, this is unbelievable.
0: Well, as you point out, the, the new abortion clinic run by something ironically called Whole Women's Health. Of course, uh, pregnancy is not a disease. So terminating a pregnancy results in the wounding of the mother and the death of the unborn child. It has nothing to do with health and it has nothing to do with making women whole. It has to do with making women empty of life. Uh, But they've set a goal. They're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, not too far from the West Texas border. You can get there in about an hour. And uh, what they're doing is they're trying to 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 project a starting goal of 75 abortions a week. Now, that's a minimum. They want to do more because abortion is very profitable, as you know. And Mm -hmm. this is a profit driven business at 75 abortions a week. The new killing field will rake in about $3 million a year. Uh, And of course, it will style itself as a non profit, like Planned Parenthood does. But look, Planned Parenthood Federation of America uh, cleared about $212 million last year. Uh, That's pretty good for a non profit, so called, and uh, has about a billion dollars in the bank. So, um, hugely profitable business, uh, killing babies. And they want to do it in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, New Mexico is run by the party of abortion. It's run by by Democrats, and so they're not going to object to having a new abortion clinic in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But make no mistake, they're going to be trying to get women uh, and uh, you know boyfriends and husbands to drive their 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 pregnant wives and girlfriends over the border from Texas, where life is protected. To Albuquerque, New Mexico, where they can uh, where they can make money. Because at the end of the day, for these people, it's it's all about money.
1: How do we, you know, S- Stephen and I? Something I didn't mention when I introduced you. You used to be pretty liberal on this issue. You know, way back in your in your day, uh, you were very you were a very a, a sort of a, a liberal type of. Um, Academic, and you were actually invited into the to the Chinese by the Chinese government to come over and, and observe what they were doing over in China with regards to the one-child policy. Um, what do you? How do you see us being able to turn people like you were turned? I mean, you you had some pretty exp, um, horrific experiences, which actually made you decide, "Wow, what, what are we doing here?" You know, this is this is amazing. I mean, you've told me your story several times, but it's just like you know, having seen that, and then seeing that you were able to be turned, and you were very, very well educated in the opposition um, sort of warfare type of type of idea, how do we do this? How do we go into New New Mexico and say to people, "Do you know what these people are doing? Do you know what this is, is going to happen? Is there a way that we can get reach to people?"
0: Well, there has to be because this is such an important topic now, uh, of course, what I what happened to me was that I was the first American social scientist. I was then at Stanford University, allowed into China. It was at the beginning of the one child policy. they were arresting women for the crime of being pregnant uh, that got my attention. They were locking them up and telling them they must get an abortion before they would be released. That got even more of my attention and then they were taking them under escort to local clinics. Uh, where they were being laid down on operating tables and given uh, abortions, forced abortions, uh, and in some cases late in pregnancy, and I'm talking about the final trimester of pregnancy the last few weeks, they were doing cesarean section abortions. I was in the operating room when these cesarean section abortions were oh, being carried goodness. out. And if you're watching uh, a woman's um, you know, abdomen being sliced open, and a now dead or dying baby being taken out, uh, there's no doubt uh, in your mind about what's happening. It's the killing of a tiny son of Adam. It's the killing, taking of the life of a tiny daughter of Eve. It was clear to me at that point that it was, quite frankly, murder. And so I began to think, okay, well, abortion is clearly wrong during the last trimester of pregnancy, but what about earlier? What about at five months, or four months, three months? And And I thought about how life begins because i had a background in biology and uh, there was no way to draw that line life was clearly a continuum from conception to natural death and interrupting it at any point in time is simply wrong so that's where i came from but of course you can't take a parent wouldn't allow it of course you can't take america into the operating room to see what actually happens there uh, physically but you can certainly educate americans molly you can You can you can show them pictures of uh, the development, gestational development of babies in the womb, which we do, uh, which I've done uh, again and again over the years. Uh, And if you've got a strong stomach, you can show them what happens during the course of an abortion. You know, the silent scream video, I think, brought millions of people over to our side, uh, done by the great Bernard Nathanson. Uh, But but we have even clearer pictures now of what happens during an abortion. Uh, that's why the other side wants to talk about the products of conception. It wants to mm-hmm. talk about menstrual regulation. That's what they call an early abortion. They call it regulating the menses, menstrual regulation. It's not. No, it's the taking of life of exactly. a tiny child. But they want to disguise it. They want to hide it. Anything we can do to, to take off the disguise, to take off the mask, and let people see, as I saw, what really happens during an abortion, uh, almost all people, I think, of goodwill will come over to our side we one of the things we do at PRI is we send ultrasound machines to clinics in Africa and Latin America run by Catholics usually pro-life can't get any money from the government because they won't do uh, sterilizations they won't do abortions and it turns out that in Africa if you show a woman a picture of her unborn child And she's considering an abortion. You show her the picture. Ninety seven percent. Ninety seven out of 100 women will choose life because they see their baby come alive on the ultrasound screen. So that's what we have to do. We have to give life to the unborn child by letting people know that it is a living human being. It's a person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting that you would say that about, you know, the the pictures, because, you know, we are fighting a huge battle in in Ohio with regards to the Planned Parenthood and ACLU who have uh, introduced uh, – A ballot initiative to to change our constitution to allow abortion all nine months at at, no matter, you know, just it's it's there in the language. There will be abortion will be allowed in Ohio if this if this constitutional amendment changes uh, passes um, all nine months. Um, And one of the things we've been it's been phenomenal, Stephen, to see how the whole everybody in Ohio who has got a little Minute bit of common sense, or even um, compassion, or even understanding of what this is, whether it's Democrat or Republican, we're there beginning. We're all beginning to join hands to fight against this thing, which is amazing. And it was one of the things that we've got what we call these town halls that go around um, Ohio to to talk to different groups. And you know anybody that wants to have a town hall, they come and we talk. We we'll tell them what's going on. And one of the things that the Town Hall, it's Right to Life Action Coalition, which I was a, f- a founding member, um, one of the things that they've done is that they have, they actually do show the pictures of an aborted child, which has mm-hmm. been very unpopular, very unpopular in the pro-life movement. However, we've just recently, in the last month or so, had a um, one of the major party, uh, one of the major groups in in, in one of the uh, rural areas ask us to come and do the Town Hall and bring bring our pictures of yeah. the aborted baby because they you know we have sort of said well you know uh, you know that they're pretty graphic and they said it's time we saw the pictures isn't that yes. amazing
0: yes it, it is amazing and and we have to realize i think we on the pro life side because we do have we do respect life we do have uh, you know we are civilized we have sensibilities that that are offended by the sight of a dead child and and it is that very fact that makes it mandatory for us to show these Absolutely. pictures, because that revulsion that we feel at the sight of a dead child must be associated with the actual act of abortion because the act of abortion results in a dead child. So we have to get over our squeamishness to a certain extent. Because that very squeamishness is evidence that what is happening in an abortion is so very, very, very wrong. And a lot of people see the pictures and they say, well, we don't need to see that. We don't need we're already convinced. But it's the people in the mushy middle. It's the people who haven't thought about abortion. It's the men who've been told it's a women's issue. It's the women who've been told, you know, it's it's some kind of right to take the life of an unborn child. The ones who have been propagandized by the other side are precisely the ones who need to see the truth about what happens. Because as we say about so many things, once you see it, you can't unsee it, Molly. That's and, right. And that, and that convicts people for the cause of life forever.
1: That's exactly right, and I can tell you that that's the way I was very much when I first started in this business. Well, this, in in this mission which I've been involved in right from the get get go. But when I came to Cleveland and, and took over as executive director at the time of, of Cleveland Right to Life, I mean the, the 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 as we call them the dead baby pictures. Don't you know? Don't do the dead baby pictures. That's terrible. Uh, you know, even the church was telling us, "Don't do the dead dead baby pictures." But and you want. I actually sat down and looked at them and I thought, oh, goodness gracious, I can't, I can't get that out of my head. No, I'm not going to do the dead baby pictures. However, yes. that's exactly what should have happened. We should be yes. t- showing these pictures of what it actually means. So when you say in New Mexico, Albuquerque, that they want 75 abortions, let's just, let's call it what it is. 75 ba- pictures of babies that have died. I mean, that's individual babies that have died as a result of their, of this horrific um, uh, facility being put up in there. It's unbelievable. Right.
0: And, and, they, and they want to start by doing abortions up to 18 weeks gestation, oh, which right. is very close to viability. But get this, that's just a start. The ultimate goal of this center in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is to carry out abortions up to 24 weeks, which, of course, is past the point of viability. Babies can survive uh, after 20 weeks. With the proper care in in the hospital, so um, yeah, so and and I'm sure they would do them further. Uh, we were just doing. We are carrying out investigations right now uh, in Africa of programs uh, where they're using little handheld uh, suction abortion machines that don't need electricity, so they can be used oh everywhere my. where they don't have electricity. And 75 percent of the abortions in Nigeria. Are done using these little. They look like giant syringes. They look like something you would inoculate oh a horse or a cow gosh. with. And and using the suction, uh, pulling on the the vacuum tube, the the syringe, um, and the cannula is inside the uterus, taking taking out the little baby piecemeal. Uh, these things are being sent all over the world. Have been for decades. We've been fighting against them. The Biden administration now wants to send these things uh, through the mail to. All across the United States, uh, they want to train not just doctors and, and nurses to do abortions. Uh, they want to train midwives uh, overseas. Uh, they've trained ordinary people to do to use these little handheld uh, killing machines, the manual vacuum aspirators. In uh, in Haiti, for example, uh, they they even train witch doctors, that is, practitioners of traditional medicine, to use these handheld abortion devices. So this is what the Biden administration wants to do in the United States to places states like Ohio where life is protected. Uh, they want to send handheld uh, manual vacuum aspirators to people. Um, and I think the ultimate goal is is to try to convince um young women, uh and it'll be a terrible mistake, to to abort themselves, either using the abortion bill, which they're also sending through the mail, uh to states where abortion is Restricted, uh, And they will they will also send the manual vacuum aspirator in the same way, uh, not to mention that they're turning Veterans Administration hospitals and military bases into abortion centers as well. Uh, these people are absolutely rabid uh, when it comes to their desire to destroy life. I mean, what is the difference between what the Biden administration is doing and what the ancient Romans did in exactly. exposing? The girl children on the slopes of the hills outside of Rome. What is the difference between what the Biden administration is doing and what the ancient Philistine, the Canaanites, did in tossing babies into the furnace of the of the demonic god Baal? Um, you know, what Nothing. is the difference There's between no what difference
1: their,
0: yeah 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 so.
1: Yeah, this is unbelievable. You know, as, you know, you and I spoke before we, before we came on the air and, and you, you mentioned Nigeria and you, you've also written a very good article. Folks, we need to go, go, go onto pop.org to, to, to make sure that you can get all of this information. Um, but, but the, 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 the powers that be, with regards to population control, have really targeted Africa over the last probably 20 years. And um, you wrote a very interesting article about the fact it is actually working. I never thought it would work in Africa. I never did. I just thought that the Africans have such a revere for family, for children, but it's working. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Nigeria.
0: Well, in, in, in Africa as a whole has been a target of the population control movement for decades. Because if you look around the world, Molly, you will see that birth rates are in freefall everywhere. That, that more than half the world's population is not replacing itself. And the other half is fastly uh, approaching, quickly approaching the same thing. But Africa has seemed to be an exception until recently. Uh, recently, numbers of births in Africa have been falling uh, dramatically uh, in in the most populous African country of Nigeria in particular. The numbers are falling very, very quickly. Um, so so the population control movement has not said uh, <laughs> even in countries like uh, Eastern Europe uh, in Hungary and Poland, where the population is actually now shrinking. The population control movement is still active, still trying to drive the birth rate down further. Because I think people need to realize the ultimate goal of those who promote abortion and sterilization, the ultimate goal of those who want to control the world's population is not to level off the population. Their goal is to reduce the world's population. And you will if you talk to them, you'll find that many of them say that the current world's population of over seven billion is too many. And we need now to reduce the population down to say one billion, which raises the question, what are they going to do with the other six billion of us? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the ultimate goal. So they will not be satisfied to simply stop countries from growing. They want to actually shrink populations around the world and an aging and dying population, which you see in Taiwan, you see it in South Korea, you see it in Singapore, you see it in, in, uh, many European countries, uh, is going to be a population where the economy is shrinking, where living standards are going down, uh, where there are too few young people to fill the jobs that go begging, uh, where the elderly languish in, in old age homes, uh, with caregivers, maybe with caregivers, um, from, uh, from, from Africa or other countries where they still have children. But, uh, it's a sad picture and that's a picture unfortunately that the uh, that the population controllers want to paint over the entire world
1: you know and i'm not asking you to answer this right now but it's something to think about you have to wonder why there is being such a push to to have um immigrants pour across the american border um from from south america you know there obviously south america is also going to see, feel the same pressure on on population but as these uh, as these people pour across our borders um and overwhelm our cities you know you just how does this all fit in I and I'm not asking you to answer that. It's just a, just a sort of a hypothetical question. There has to, when you're looking at population shifts, there has to all be something that's that's. I, I, I this is what I believe that there that there is some way or some way that the, somehow this fits into this this diabolical this absolutely diabolical agenda. So you know I don't know. It, it it sounds to be really 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 a crazy thing, you, you you know. And the interesting thing was, and we've got about three minutes left. But the interesting, and I would quickly like you to answer the, to to respond to this. Who is the um, what is what do they call themselves? The the um, it, it's it's an organization out of um, the club club of Rome. They were very very adamant on this, and it looks like they've changed about the population problems.
0: Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Uh, Not too long ago, the the Club of Rome, which is a Masonic group based in the Italian capital, was warning that uh, we were breeding ourselves off the planet, that the end was near, that out-of-control population growth uh, would lead to to resource uh, destruction and economic collapse within a few decades. I mean, they published a book in 1972 called The Limits to Growth. Uh, which I've read. Unfortunately, the Chinese leaders read it too. That's why they embarked on the one-child policy. So the ideological construct that was used to justify the one-child policy with its 400 million little victims over the past four decades, Molly, it came from the Limits to Growth, uh, the wow. Club of Rome report published in 1972. Now, of course, the Club of Rome is l- seeing the, the writing on the wall uh, to use a biblical reference, uh, they uh, they are suggesting the population bomb uh, will never go off. I could have told them that
1: yeah, 40 yeah. years
0: ago. Yeah. It was very clear to me that what we were seeing was a one-time increase in the world's population because death rates had fallen because of modern medicine to very low levels, and birth rates were still high. But that's called the demographic transition. It happens everywhere. Yeah. A country develops modern medicine, raises its standard of living, the child and infant mortality rates drop, and a generation later, the birth rate drops too because parents, fathers and mothers are rational creatures, and they want, most parents want two or three children to survive to adulthood. And so if, it's, if the child and infant mortality rates are high, you may, might have to have six or seven children to allow two or three to, to survive to adulthood. When child and infant mortality rates are low, uh, you only have to have two or three; you're pretty sure that all of your children will survive infancy and childhood. So that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, that's what's happened around the world. It's what's happening now in Africa. And so this whole population control movement, with billions of dollars at its disposal and tens of thousands of people going around the world saying, "You know, abort, sterilize, contracept yourself. The world is going to come to an end if you keep having children. It needs to go away. Yeah, exactly. It needs right. to disappear.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: we'd right. have better uses for their <laughs> for that money than spending it on reducing the number of children born. Because guess what? We are quickly approaching the point where we desperately need children. And the sooner we recognize that fact, as Hungary has, as Viktor Orban in Hungary has, and, uh, you know, uh, Padlet Novak has in Hungary, the better off we will be
1: absolutely Stephen Moshe thank you so much again for for all you do and for, for bringing us the information that you do on a weekly basis and as I, as I mentioned to everybody please remember that all you need to do is go to pop.org pop.org and sign up for their newsletter thank you so much Stephen for being with us God bless you lots thank you Molly thank you don't go anywhere I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class inspiring guest